to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. You know we've been fighting for one and still fighting to this day. To this day. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Back out to Allen. History pointer. Bang! I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Listen, I ain't going to forget about this by the time we hit the motorway. Some might. Hello and welcome to episode 154 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Tom Kennett and Troy Weaver. I'll say now, just quickly, if you did see another episode pop up on your feed last night, don't be worried, we're still back today and as a three-man pod. We haven't done anything to Alex. Alex has decided he's got to give us a, a miss this week. Priorities, obviously, uh, we've seen where they are. Jack and that pesky house have kept him out of it. He doesn't seem to listen, though, so we could really <laughs> say whatever we want about him on here and we should yeah. be sound. Goddamn scumbag. Always seems to have a sparky around. <laughs> Other people will question it, but I won't. I'll, go, I'll get in early. I didn't won't go in too deep on this. We'll say rest in peace, Kobe Bryant and uh, daughter Gianna. If you want to do any reading on that, if you check the website, spitballingpod.com, then Brad Dobbin has put nice heartfelt piece on there so that probably does it more justice than what we could do if we were to yeah yeah we, we definitely can't live up to that that was a good piece no. so I've got a bit of a mixture this week all transparent Arsenal do kick off in the FA Cup blame the Monday night kickoff so we'll be a bit shorter so we'll see what we kind of reworked depending on how time goes we'll definitely get the Super Bowl covered and I've got some transfer gossip a couple of films a couple of news of the week we'll see where we go I've got I feel like we've we've spoiled the listeners anyway a little bit. Yeah. Give them a little bit too much of our time, if, if anything. Sorry, Vicks so, are in the magic for anyone there. Just <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll cut it down a little bit done. more. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we set the expectations low. Yeah, yeah, we can only be... And then it. bring them up. So, as, as I've said that, there wasn't as much news in a week as I thought there would be. <laughs> and there wasn't as much <laughs> poor films as I thought there would be. So, we'll see where it goes from there. But I've got, I've done my best. Anyway... El Paso Zoo reprises wildly popular Quit Bugging Me event where you can name a cockroach after your ex and it'll be fed to zoo animals on Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's actually a genius idea. Well, I thought this thing, this, this, the type of people that will pay for this will be the ones that are tweeting every day about how they don't care about what their ex is doing while oh, yeah. paying money. Saying you don't need a man in your life <laughs> whilst doing that. I feel like though, that, that could quickly fall into um, our sort of news of the week categories every week, El Paso Zoo. I feel like so many things can end up following that. Yeah. <laughs> that are a lot more wild than feeding cockroaches. Oh, we've got another wild animal story later, so <laughs> like, there's one actually which is quite cruel, but I was cracking up at, <laughs> so I've kept it in just in case. Um, elderly woman survives fall from seventh story apartment window after landing on crate of fruit and vegetables. What are the chances? That's very uh, movie, isn't it? It's, it's very definitely movie-esque. a cartoon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Falling seven stories. She's done an act- It's actually worked. Like, no one's ever slipped on a banana skin. <laughs> this actually does happen in reality. Although in the real- way it's apparently. portrayed in films, they would make out that because her fall's been broken, that she's just absolutely fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. she's probably... Just bounces in. off it and carries on <laughs> her yeah, Lands on her feet. An <laughs> awful way. 
Like they used to be like a yeah, genuine. Fear. She's probably clinging to fucking life. <laughs> yeah, but you said she's alive. She's dead. <laughs> Barely. They used to be kind of like the fear that you'd have the conversation when you see it in films and cartoons where they would make you jump out of a window onto like a trampoline or something. And it'd be, what if you then bounce too high afterwards? Mm. Like that's your biggest worry when you're jumping out of a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reckon I would be shitting myself on the way back up, though. Well, yeah, bang off that jump. Well, I've thought before when I've been sat on the bus and there's the like break glass thing and jump out the top deck, and I'm thinking, I'm worried about my jump there. <laughs> let, let alone my jump. I don't like doing the jump uh, when you park in Toys R Us and rather than go round and you got the little wall that you, you can kind of hop the, over. Uh, wall. <laughs> can't trust, you know, if you're in a tight pair of jeans, can't trust me ankles. Well, yeah. I always maintained I wouldn't. Um, jump out of a plane to the point where I wouldn't jump out of like if the plane was on fire I would just look just accept my fate rather than jumping out I just don't think I've got the cojones <laughs> man masturbates on board e-train while combing his beard with a knife <laughs> combing his beard with a knife that's a bad ass move yeah. <laughs> that's, he's not even giving it his all attention either so that is very risky <laughs> It's almost like a steak knife. So you can actually get some fucking whip through it. I thought you were about to say that's a, that's almost like a statement. Oh. <laughs> it's quite well, a statement. It is, it, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne releases plush decapitated bat toy on the 38th anniversary of the infamous bat biting incident. Why was that a celebrated thing? I feel like that wouldn't be celebrated these days. That's odd, isn't it? Like, he's a rock, he is... he's a rock star. He's bitting the head off a bat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but his uh, being weird was kind of his thing, wasn't it, I guess? So yeah. You had and to I do think, the most weird thing. I think because at the time, you know, most of your rockers, they they obviously had their wild side where it was the drink and the drugs and shit, but you never really seen or heard the stories. You just kind of made them up, the reporters or whatever. Yeah, you know, they were just yeah, like, yeah. they were had a night and they smashed up a hotel room or whatever. And when you're on the actual stage and you do it in front of, you know, thousands of people, I'm sure at the time it was like, fuck, what the hell? <laughs> like, what the hell just have we witnessed? You Whereas it? now, it's kind of, it wouldn't really shock us <laughs> if that video went no viral. Now, we? We no. st- you saw the turning point when um, Pete Doxy was put on the front of the papers being slated for doing coke. <laughs> yeah. That was like, you're not rock stars anymore like nah, that. Nah. We're holding you to higher standards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even worse for Kate Moss, the two like least, the two most expected professions to be going on a coke binge, a supermodel and a yeah. rock star. <laughs> and people could not believe it. Yeah, I, I don't know. think people had to figure out for too long with Pete Doherty, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quit looking at him. <laughs> if he wasn't on drugs, you'd be more worried for him. Yeah. But hey, I like Pete Doherty though. Like, as in the music and stuff. Oh, yeah. I think sure. sometimes hard drugs, heroin, crack, and all that, it does seem to make amazing music. And they go hand in hand. What, for all, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, some it's of the best music. It's a chicken and egg thing. Did, did they make the music? <laughs> or did the music yeah. make them to crack? <laughs> exactly. We had Eminem on drugs during relapse weirdly and it was mm. a terrible album yeah but those and then he, he came, was on prescription kind yeah. of diners <laughs> like i think that would, him level. that would sap you from yeah, any creativity but i mean well, i mean they were definitely creative it was just he did that weird accent for the whole album yeah but then people were like we need to get him off the drugs and he came off the drugs and not recovery but the one after he did a terrible one and people were like we need eminem back on the drugs <laughs> <laughs> it's been all downhill since the eminem show for me I think 
I think that's what it was called. Yeah, that was... It was that, like had a stage and shit behind him and that. That was actually the album that got me in to rap music. Very that cliche, was kind of the very last of white my Eminem stuff. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Do, yeah. Do you know what? Little whitest. story of on Eminem. When he first ever come out with Hi My Name Is, my nan had cable. Nobody else I knew had cable, but my nan did. So when I'd be up there, she had the music channels and the box and MTV were the only music channels music that channel. existed. Yeah. And obviously the box was a music channel where you used to call up. It was like one of the original ones. Like, And I remember My Name Is Slim Shady first ever being aired on there. 1999, I would have been nine. And I can remember being that obsessed with it that I racked up a £40 phone bill <laughs> for my, on my nan's like house phone just by <laughs> calling and requesting that song. And, and the song was like, I mean, the calls were like 30 pence per request. So I must have been fucking blowing it like... And uh, he did I, not ask the Bill Pierce permission there, did he? And I don't even think it ever worked. I think it was just a con back then. You know, like, yeah, text in and get it on or whatever. We're going to we'll play call. at some point today. Yeah. It's like I wonder how radio still exists now because back then you did have to request it. If you if you didn't want to go out and buy the CD single, then you really were waiting for the request to come on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why four hours I, later. When I came across like a, like a SoundCloud account that had all old Westwood archives. So we're talking Westwood radio shows yeah. from 1988 <laughs> all the way up to about 2003. Very and unplugged. some of them were unreal. Like, <laughs> But like you say, it is a lot of that where you hear people calling in and the only thing they want to speak about is, can you play this? Can you play that? Because it's the only place you're hearing it, especially like with hip hop in, in the UK at the time. You're getting like w- one hour yeah. in the mid 90s per week. That was it. Yeah, I for think- all hip hop. The first Eminem I can remember is Without Me, and I remember it being explicit, and I don't know why, because for some things, it was obviously very loose, but I remember my dad getting it for his birthday, the CD single, and asking us to go upstairs so we could listen to it being explicit. Why? But then I remember being on like a family holiday. He was getting two trailer park girls, yeah. aren't <laughs> Well, I remember being on a family holiday, like a caravan in like Cornwall or Devon or something. Oh, no. And like a family friend had a CD Walkman, and they had yeah. the Eminem show on there. I remember listening to that and thinking, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then I got it for Christmas, but I always say that the first, so the first rap album I owned was the Eminem show with everything censored. Yeah, see, so I was going to say about that. Like, oh, God. God. <laughs> when, um, this is where I'm more fortunate that I got introduced to that type of hip hop at real young age because my older brother's like four or five years older than me and him and his friends used to listen to Dr. Dre and Eminem, Snoop and them sort of rappers and I remember when The Chronic came out, Chronic 2001 came out in 1999, don't ask me, <laughs> but that's when it came out, all right? Um, and I remember my my brother's friend brought it round and he slapped it in the CD player and we were all gathered round ready to listen to it and it was the fucking censored version <laughs> and I just remember it being like, Get it out. Just take it out. My brother being like, take it out of that CD player now. Go back to town and get your get your like a change on it. And uh, yeah, he actually did go back and get it changed. That's like the equivalent of when you were younger where you used to have dodgy copies down the pub. And mm. if it was a really good film, you're like, I don't want to watch it like that, where the, where the pirate copies used to literally be people like walking past the yeah, screen yeah. in it. Like, proper I, cam videos. I want to see this properly. Mm. You hold off. That was Everybody knew a bloke who could get them dodgy, yeah. so who could send them every, every so often. <laughs> yeah, you get a list, go around school. Yeah. It was like, these are all the films I can get at the minute. Walk into someone's house and they've got 30 DVDs still. Like, What's that then? Yeah, and a big burner. <laughs> I was thinking of Eminem. Do you, I wonder if, say, he was new now, 
would he be able to have the same impact? Because like you said, there was a, a feeling of, oh, this guy's, if there this guy's explicit, this guy's outrageous. And when you look at, like you said, the, mm. the things that happen now and the language that gets used now... He would, would be, he be if as... there was no other white rappers. That's, so if, yeah. if, he was, if he came out now and he was the first white person to actually rap, then he would blow. He's always got to be the first. Yeah, it, but if he was just uh, another white rapper coming out now with talking the way he does, etc., he wouldn't... I don't think he'd even get the time of day. He was, for whatever reason, whether it's because he's white or whatever, but he was, he was particularly outrageous, wasn't yeah. he? It's all... Don't get what, me wrong, yeah. Watch this being song, because what, this is going to... There outrageous. was a lot of he rappers doing that type of stuff at the time, but because of Didn't his... Get the because of him did. being white, he was so much more marketable mm, than, I, say, I the Wu-Tang Clan were, or, yeah, you know... Yeah. I saw a tweet yesterday saying that if Eminem was black, he'd be Joyner Lucas. He wouldn't be... Oh, he'd be far more popular, because this was... Someone was making an argument on Twitter saying he'd be far bigger... But it wasn't. It was, yeah, he'd be bigger in a different way, though. The difference was because I don't think he'd have even got in the door for a lot of things. Like, you see... Mm, it depends if Dre would have... De- I mean, yeah. Well, ev- it depends if Dre still signs him, I suppose, doesn't Everything it? is shock horror stuff now, so it doesn't have the same effect. No. Like, you had... Tyler Creator did it for a bit, and he had, like, a cult following. Yeah. And we're going to see him. But then Hopsin tried the same thing, and people, like, hated him. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. As well, so maybe I'm just... I'll do, like, a bit of shock value. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah, want to seem like I was slagging them all off, and then you see my Spotify. And oh, because I suppose it's all like shock value now. Well, he's there a lot. I love this. <laughs> it was a time as well before all social media, and it was like you just—it was word of mouth that would would spread the news of. Did you see Eminem's new video or whatever? And yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, you know, yeah, it'd be always outrageous, especially when he started coming out with D12 as well. That's when. That's really where you'll get the most outlandish lyrics is when he's yeah. teamed up with D12 in the early days. Like, Well, there's the thing where everyone's fine with it until it's something that offends them, where... Mm. Oh, he, yeah, of course. He, made the, he had the lyric about um, line up um, from Columbine and essentially... Oh, yeah, 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 about the massacre, it. yeah. Yeah, it was something about an AK. I can't remember the exact line. Yeah. People are like, this has crossed the line now. <laughs> and he said <laughs> something like... about... On his new album, he said something about an Ariana Grande concert and people are outraged about this. And he's like, well, you've been listening to him do it for 20 years. You can't be outraged now just because it's something over no. here. Yeah, no. yeah. I don't know why you still need shock value lyrics at 50 years old, mine, but... Yeah, oh, yeah I you know need, what you're saying. I don't yeah. think the album was very good. Same with most musicians, though, isn't it? Once you get to a certain age, you're sort of like, if you're still kind of going along the same lines especially as you were when you were 30 it doesn't quite work does yeah it? especially with hip hop yeah, yeah you exactly. know like rock Jay-Z, and roll is different it? isn't it you can mm. you can still get away with doing it forever in a way but to like, an extent yeah well but, yeah I remember one of, the, one of the Gallagher said like look we can't really talk about sort of uh, being skint and stuff now because we're not no, <laughs> so no there's that yeah, yeah there is that that's what's happened with Jay-Z isn't it he's like evolved throughout it and so people like that because I just don't like the way Jay-Z looks these days like just he just annoys me looks comfy what's he trying to do with the bonnet like or nowadays as well what's I don't know on? what's going on up there you see him getting in a car the other day someone called him out for it being pink and he's gone it's mauve all I know is <laughs> and I he was just thinking from before it's mauve I've seen right? him and Diddy and them had right. some billionaires brunch and I just thought just get out of here the Rock Nation <laughs> brunch you got yeah. Not easy to get into that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I saw Charlie Sloughwood there and I thought he's definitely in like the car park outside with a little picnic. <laughs> like, I'm at the Rock Nation brunch here. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get a picture of someone on the way out. Yeah. Like, trust me, we were there. What else have we got? Okay. Um, California driver in Mercedes Benz leads police on chase, dies after 100 miles an hour, 330 foot jump over a river. 
Fuck. That's very GTA, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. was my thinking. <laughs> Except you survive in GTA. You you just swim till they shoot you to death. You just swim to shore. <laughs> Mutant goat born with human-like face will be worshipped as an oh. avatar of God in India. Oh, for the horrible thought. <laughs> you always get them, them photos that pop in your group chat from time to time of just deformed animals <laughs> usually it's a pig you know it's so usually a pig with a, a human face or some shit how on they it get and, a human face I, and I just think what is going on here face? yeah um, someone's once said like the reason we like like other animals compared to say I don't know a spider is because they have a hu- like you know you can identify yeah. with the human face <laughs> do you think that this goat that people are looking at like damn that's an attractive goat <laughs> what the fuck like I wish it had like LeBron's face on it so we could be like look definitive goat it's the goat no oh, disrespect to India the they've got 1.3 billion people living over there I ain't about to insult yeah. them but they, they do like to worship an animal don't they And well, there's the whole South Park episode isn't there about the orange cow yeah that's great the ginger cow yeah um, man yeah. man killed by blade man killed by blade wielding rooster during illegal cop fight <laughs> <laughs> Payback, motherfucker. It's bound to happen one day, wouldn't it? It's yeah. bound to happen. For his set, I think, was it? You it ever watched someone like Ricky Gervais tweeted someone about this? There was a, I think I saw the He does that quite of, a bit, doesn't he? And he was something like, yeah, good on him or something. Yeah, he usually always about... retweets a, a video of an animal killing a human. Yeah, yeah he, he usually loves that. likes that shit. A cock fought back. Have you ever that. actually watched a cock fight? Yeah, it's a, curiosity, it's a brutal like, thing, isn't it? It's mental, isn't it? I it's real mental. Don't really I know how it's still going why? on. Really. It's no, but no, up. but I realised why it was still going yeah, on. Yeah, Because originally in my head, I'm kind of thinking like, what do you mean, like two chickens fighting? Yeah, you thought this don't make this don't make so. sense for me. And then when I see it, and I'm seeing razor blades on their <laughs> fucking claws and shit, I'm like, why? This game is stepped up. <laughs> it's tense. I'm yeah, thinking I really they're like little raptors, isn't they? Yeah. <laughs> there was a kid on like. Um, my stepmom's side of the family who for some reason you know just people have just weird pets where you're like why have you got these <laughs> so yeah. he, he had a cage full of crabs yeah okay and he came home one day and one had essentially eaten the rest of them bar one of course there's so there hierarchical there was that's like even a word one with like two legs left just where you're like he's no harm anymore we'll leave him and so there was two of them in there. The one a statement in case they get yeah. another one. Like, yeah. that's what happens. <laughs> and I remember him like saying it so like happily while he's around there. Like, get me out of this house. Well, well he's, he's a psychopath. He needs <laughs> the crab is fine. He needs. I didn't see him again. <laughs> About ten years ago <laughs> or so, there was a big. There was like a fad that went around of where everyone started getting fish tanks, fish tanks the size of widescreen tellies, getting exotic fish in there and all of that. And I remember my friend getting these like like piranhas or something they, they, were, they were like miniature ones and it just ate the whole tank yeah 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 like just ate everything in sight and then they went and bought some more fish and they just did it again and it was like <laughs> don't you realise that it's the fucking piranha that you've yeah, got yeah. in there I think I had a little, little mini one of those and it was like yeah and like the goldfish has gone it missing after it probably wasn't so like, a piranha yeah, but yeah thing is, but it looked that sort of yeah it was, had a look. big old knife so this, this was poor the, goldfish getting devoured <laughs> this was the headline I didn't know about um Outrage after Chinese theme park forces pig to bungee jump. (laughs) (laughs) That Uh, I would like to see. That's my type of theme park, that is. (laughs) Can you imagine if it was just a woman and they've just... Someone's just a great writer. (laughs) Just some big fat woman. (laughs) 
<laughs> Miami cop claims he claims he can't be racist as he's black below the waist. Oh fuck! He's done the McGregor. That's one of the oldest ones he's in the book. The McGregor. Yeah, he's he's, he's said pulled. This. I I ain't racist, but I've got a coloured TV. He's, he's, he's pulled that one out. He said he? this in his disciplinary. <laughs> when you tweeted that, people actually. Yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> at him saying, "Yeah, it's not racist." <laughs> <laughs> I thought, Jesus, that was as old as fucking time. <laughs> My granddad used to say that, like when he was twenty. <laughs> and finally, um, a video of ESPN frontman Stephen A. Smith hitting the pads has gone viral. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, in that. God. <laughs> Can we even really say hitting the pads? Yeah. Honestly, oh, those dead crabs are less stiff yeah. than him. <laughs> there was the one tweet that said, um, he's ahead of his time. He, he's training to chin a dad and his kid at the same time. <laughs> it was most unfortunate oh, in the same week that he's called a fighter a quitter that that gets unleashed. My, you should just keep that to yourself, I think. My thing was... What's his background, sorry? Is it basketball? Yeah. 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 Stay in your lane, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, he's basically, he he brings in like half of their views on ESPN, so they just True. put him in front of everything okay, yeah. else. He's like a Gary Neville, but not like... Do he, you get what I mean? As in, Gary Neville does what he does, but this guy does exactly what, what he Chris does. He's what Chris supposed to do. He did his... <laughs> yeah. he, People just find him fucking annoying. Fucking he did his job on the night, like, People are saying he shouldn't be like that. Is that's what he was put there to do. That is yeah, the yeah. best okay, he's ever yeah. contributed to MMA. Right? Yeah. So I was I was looking at this and I was thinking, look, if today I was to go on Twitter and I was tagged saying, "Leak video, Luke Byron is in the pads." <laughs> I don't think it'd be that bad. But no, it same. Would, it you know, in your like, head, you always think you can punch. But then but I was then kind you of don't like, be as bad as that. I was in it, yeah. Like, <laughs> swinging my hook, thinking. Maybe it wouldn't look so great. <laughs> I think I'd look a little bit like that. Remember the video of the, went viral of like, I'd call him an Irish traveller type lad. <laughs> yeah. He's got his arms out and he's giving it proper, like, going at about 100 mile an hour. Yeah, and his mate's encouraging him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd, get, I'd kill you I with speed, baby. Yeah. yeah. Said it with a combo and an you Irish can accent. Me, you can hit me twice, I'll hit you 30 times. <laughs> <laughs> if we carry on then, so I've got, the best films you've never heard about. That's the creative name I've used for this uh, topping. So this topping, this topic. So the thing with two heads, nineteen seventy-two. Doctors are forced to transplant the head of a dying racist surgeon onto the body of a black death row inmate. Wow. Hot. That's a Oscar worthy. I don't know. Can you still keep his racist thoughts while he's doing it? Like, so he's there. This is it. Oh, this is it. Fucking hate uh, this. We're going to save your life, but it's a death row inmate that we're going to be putting you in there with. So he's on the neck of a death row inmate. So like, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> not, o- not only am I on everything I hate, I'm yeah. also on death row. Yeah, yeah. The ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate punishment. <laughs> like, this is just not bother, isn't it? We'll give you 25 years of this and then we'll kill you. I wonder if he. I wonder if he finds redemption, like you know, at the end of it, and decides it's like a feel-good ending. You mean? Yeah, you know, actually, I'm love. I racist <laughs> it, after all. I love. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> you. Hell comes to Frogtown, 1988. After a nuclear war, the survivors are divided between horribly mutated beings who live on desolate reservations and fertile women who are searching for a scare for scarce virile men in order to multiply and start a new human society. <laughs> <laughs> so how was how was that for a film back in 1988? I wonder what the special effects were like. 
whilst we're Audrey Rose, a stranger attempts to convince a happily married couple that their daughter is actually his daughter reincarnated. Say that one again. A stranger attempts to convince a happily married couple that their daughter is actually his daughter reincarnated. Oh, wow. What a mentalist. Should you imagine if someone actually like turned up at your house and said something, said something like that? <laughs> like, your child... Well, I know it's going to freak you out. out and everything, mate, but your child's actually my child. I could get mad. I'd be like, like... You know what? Maybe she is. I'd say maybe you should... Um, Fuck off, or I, or I will <laughs> destroy you. Land. Yeah. <laughs> See, I reckon I'll be doing the opposite. I'd, if I had a kid, I'd just be going around to people being like, like, I'd be going like, look, <laughs> I think this might actually be your kid. Really <laughs> yeah. I, this can't be mine. Yeah. <laughs> you misbehaved in public. You didn't get this from me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so, sorry, mate. She's reincarnated from a serial killer. Actually, as it happens. I know she shouldn't have touched that yeah. thing in your shop, but uh, she's a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, this one could uh, apply to a lot of people. So, um, from 2008, Baghead. Four actors go to a cabin in the woods for the weekend to write a movie script. They talk about a relationship movie or a paper bag over the head movie. It starts with anonymous Baghead and slowly escalates. Jesus. Is this supposed to be a horror film? As soon be, as you say it? four actors go to a cabin in the woods to, to write, write about a movie, right. it's always a horror in it. Like, there we go. let's go and write a movie script it's and up get there killed with at the same time. Country girl moves to the city to work for a magazine in terms of the format. <laughs> yeah. We've got a format laid out, tried and trusted. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Don't rock the fucking boat. <laughs> I think it's meant to be quite deep. Oh, Christ, the movie poster. Let's see. Okay. Who you know knows? What? That, that could be a good standard. Who film. knows? That's, that's got that sort of uh, Full Monty sort of vibe about it, right? It could yeah. be a cult, cult, cult classic. I don't recognise anyone from here. It's just a 6 out of 10 rating. It's a comedy drama. Okay. Right. A bag over the head film. That's niche. A very short and cheerfully scruffy comedy thriller. The actors are engaging enough that you only occasionally remember there's really nothing much going on. <laughs> then, unfortunately for the audience, something does actually happen. Sounds like most war film. Do you think for these build-ups, we're going to get contacted to go to like Sundance? They were like, you seem to have your nose on the pulse yeah. for these films. <laughs> and finally, The Grandmother, 1970. A young boy plants some strange seeds and they grow into a grandmother. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it's like Jack Frost before they really figured it out. <laughs> you know, they just sort of went with this start to start with. I don't think it was like his grandmother, grandmother either. No, no, he's probably got, he probably ain't got one. Everyone on the neighbourhood's got a grandmother. He's jealous. <laughs> like, and then, yeah. He's, They've all been bullying him. Damn, I wish I had my old one. grandma planting their own grandmothers. I was trying to see. Like, I, I would admit, I'm, I'm slightly relieved as to where you're going. With it. I thought you were saying planting seed in his grandmother. I <laughs> thought, no, we don't need to go down that road. <laughs> this, is, this has got a seven point two rating. <laughs> That's a bad indictment on Baghead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this review here: an imaginative lad of about ten has a couple of problems. He wets his bed, 
and his parents are abusive and disgusting. They oh. don't see him on par with each other. What a, <laughs> what a, what a, first? What a fucked up parent problem. <laughs> problem one. Maybe, maybe he wets the bed because he's got abusive fucking parents. <laughs> in a spare room, he finds a bag of seeds, which he plants in soil that he's placed in the middle of a single bed. The seed sprouts and grows into a grandmother who's loving and approving. Life with his parents and with his imagination continues. Is a smiling grandmother enough to get him through? What a bizarre... As the years go by, it turns sexual. (laughs) (laughs) He goes from wet in the bed to having wet dreams. (laughs) Alright, so we're on... It's time for the name game. Here we go. I've got three letters here. So, just to pick the order, how we warm up and what we start with, what we finish with. TK, pick one, two or three. Uh, We're with two. Alright, so we're starting with S. S, okay. And you could you Troy me okay, so I'll go last again. Okay, all right. So do you want five or ten seconds of time? Stick with five. Yeah, I think so. All right, I don't have a timer, but we can usually tell when someone is yeah <laughs> yeah stumped. All right, so on the count of three, kick us off. Mo Salah, John Joe Shalvey, Mikhail Silvest, uh, Junior Stanislas, Shevchenko, Philip Senderos. David Seaman. I already. <laughs> Ready? I've got one, but yeah, yeah. it's already gone. Bakary Sanya. Samaras. <laughs> I had Stumped. one, and then I realised he wasn't in the Prem. Who? I had Salpingidis in my head. I don't know about you boys, but this week and last week, first names kept coming in my fucking head. So I figured first yeah. names start with S. Well, I did it with a lad that. at work, and we did F, and and he went Frank Lampard. I was like, <laughs> this ain't going well. We we did it. We <laughs> was trying to get rehearsal in. Yeah, it didn't work. we did it with Sam at work. He went first and was out. <laughs> <laughs> Blitzing All right, out. so TK's one nil up for the week. There is there is a few yes, for S as well, isn't there? Yeah. Really, there's loads. I was gonna, I was gonna say when he when we did B last week, I was furious because there's yeah. so many. Like now that we do it, there's Schneiderlin, Schneider, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Schmeichel, both of them. I know. There's a fair few. Troy, one or three. One. All right, T. T. Okay. So, so TK, you start us off again. We'll go from there. Go. Tomori. Torres. Tomkins. Neil Taylor. Lucas Torreira. Fernando Torres. I just, I just said it. Said oh! Yeah, like, Tanya. Huh? You said Timo Tanya. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, Tarico. Used to be at Spurs. Tabart. If that's how you say his name. Tab. Yeah, I know. That's it. Adam Traore. Jimmy Traore. Uh... Done. Hey. Alright, so you Luke, go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to give myself a couple of extra seconds yeah. and it still didn't work. Oh, I was God. looking on the pitch, but it's not it's And you had blurry. all the time that I was thinking too. That's what I was saying. I was trying to delay you and it wasn't happening. Alright, TK's won the week. It's yeah, so not I, as successful I had, as I had. I had Tarkovsky in the locker and I had Stuart Taylor. What's the last one? We'll do the la- we'll yeah. do the last one. So R. Uh, R. Oh, fuck. Oh, this is the hardest of the lot. Fuck me, it is. R. Alright. Ready, set, go. Winston Reed. Joanna Risa. Ricketts. You know, it's Bolton. 
that should narrow it down. You know. Okay, what? I'll have the other rickets, Rome rickets. Chris Reed. <laughs> Albert Riera. Andy Reed. <laughs> um, oh my god, I was gonna say Raquel me. I wish. He never quite made it, did he? No. That- Ravinelli. <laughs> That was a long five seconds, but I'll carry on. No. I'm done. Go. Oh, shit. Mika Richards. (laughs) Rui Costa? No. Never made it. All right. TK smashed TK's it this week. Free, uh, Rondon come ahead straight up. Rondon? Mate, it's, yeah, Rondon. The, oh, uh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, oh, that's it's, a hard one, isn't it? As soon as you said R, I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know why. I just yeah. crumbled. That's why I very quickly went, all right, TK, you start us off. He thought, get him while Immediately in my head, I thought, fuck, there's no British names that that start with an R, like surnames. I was just thinking foreign in my head. Then he was like, Reed. And I was like, oh, yeah, there is English names. People with the name Richard. It's like, what? Stop saying Richard. Surname. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few. Oh, no, Rod- Richard Dunn. Oh, no, not Richard. I'm sure there's a few uh, Rodriguez's out there as yeah. well. Richarlison. Did anyone go Rizicky? No. No. We've got him on the TV screen. Yeah. When I've been trying to sleep recently, I've been trying to like play the game my own head, <laughs> and I had R, and even then I was in my own head like, "What? There's nothing here. Nothing yeah. <laughs> I can think of." Because <laughs> eventually you come up, and I'm like, "This is in about 20 seconds, so it doesn't really work." <laughs> yeah. Carry on. We got. Well, how big is that shirt on Asso Okoto, by the way? <laughs> he gets it's a crossover period, isn't it? This. They yeah, because really quite getting fitted shirts. A few this years time. before, a massively baggy shirt was well in. Yeah, Nike was just just starting to do it at this point. I think their Puma weren't quite up to the to the scratch. At this point. <laughs> and then they went like Puma just went the complete opposite and went so skin tight that it yeah, was, that was unreal. <laughs> no, but before that. You know when Puma first went skin tight, and they had they had some lovely kits like Cameroon's kit. Uh, Le- Tottenham had one as well, didn't they? Skin tight. Actually, that was Kappa. Tottenham for the longest time had really skin tight ones because yeah. when they had the was they sponsored by like Thompson or whatever it was, whatever. Yeah, it was that was the Kappa that. one, I think. And Robbie Keane ready to burst out of it. Yeah, I, I got a Kappa one for Christmas. I got the Monaco third kit. And Has he got a Spurs kit? No, it's it's trim. <laughs> And I wear big man sizes. So, <laughs> so we've got about half hour. So if I do a 15 minutes for transfer gossip and uh, player of the year so far, mm. and then Super Bowl to round us out. So it should be good time. So Tottenham are closing in on PSV Eindhoven's Dutch international forward, Steven Bergwin, 22. How much for him? There's really not really been a fee reported. I, mm. I, I imagine you don't usually have to pay too much for the Dutch, Dutch clubs. No, no, exactly. Weirdly, isn't it? Yeah. Because a lot of them have got bags of potential. Unless they skip them, don't they? Yeah, that's the thing. And a lot of them have release yeah. clauses as well. Yeah. Delict is the only one who's really been he they paid a premium for. <laughs> but at a time when... And then he, he was part of the team by um, that Demoral, but he's Yeah, because I think now. Frankie de Jong didn't go for stacks, did he? I think he was actually more. I feel like he was. Did he? I think he was like eighty or something like that. He was quite a bit. Uh, Barcelona. But they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't really. They just money just money falls out of their pocket. Yeah. And they pinched him mid-season before anyone else could get there. So I imagine it was one of them. Like, what do you want? And they saw, yeah, oh, okay, okay, all right. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Barcelona have offered £67 million to sign Monaco striker Wissam Ben Yedder. The France international 29 would fill the gap caused by Luis Suarez's injury. See, I don't, I'm not sure if I buy into a lot of the, the Barcelona looking this striker, looking that striker. They're definitely looking for one, but it ranges from Aubameyang to Giroud. So this is what really I mean. It's, it's one of those where you're just kind of like, it could be anybody, but chances are it's not going to be someone who's 23, 24 and going to be the next big thing. They're looking for somebody who can do a job for a season or two, aren't they? Yeah, well... It seems obvious to look at that um, Lotaro Martinez at Inter, where yeah. he looks like he has like everything about him. Yeah. And then you can have him for 10, 15 years. But be interesting to see how Piotek, if that's how you say his name, does over the next we, couple of we've seasons We've got a as bit well. about him. He's uh, actually next. Tottenham have reopened talks with AC Milan over Poland forward Christoph Piotek. He's only been there. This is his first season at Milan, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's, or it could be his second season. So we've been linked with that... Um, yeah. The Brazilian one they signed. What? Do you know the one they signed just... They signed him just after we went to the San Siro. Yeah. Um, Portuguese, small striker. Oh, all I'm seeing is João Felix somewhere, but I know it's not him. And Andre Santos. No. Um, I'll get I'll get the name up in a in a second, but... When, on, when away on loan? Lucas Paqueta is oh. the guy. He was like... A big deal. Like centre attacking mid player. Yeah, and they essentially said that he, he he can't fit in over there. He's not adapting to the life. The, the manager isn't picking him. In the Premier League either. I imagine our club is probably a lot more understanding than Milan. I would imagine. Yeah. I think Milan at this point they're at like, look, if you don't like it, then. <laughs> well, they've run like a train wreck, haven't they? So it's always when you see a player like that where they're supposed to have the bags of talent. You have to take the chance and get them on the cheap while they want out or risk seeing them go somewhere else, which that was a De Bruyne thing. He left Chelsea because he was homesick. Yeah. And then nobody else really was prepared to lump take the chance on him. Went to what was it, Wolfsburg. Yeah. And then two seasons later, he's... Top dog. Yeah. That's still one of the worst calls I've had where I'm ranting saying what a waste of money it was. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people, weren't they? I remember Mercy got a lot of stick for saying, like, you're yeah. not playing stuff, but a lot of people were questioning it at the time. I think you can understand it, the criticisms yeah. at the time. He didn't seem to really be that much of a big deal, did he? Do you see that? And also, he was a striker. Did love that then, he homesick, so he went to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slightly see? better than Tevez, who went back to South America because he was homesick, ended up going to China. <laughs> Hang on, you got lost on the way then. Yeah, jeez. Did you see they. Um booted Jermaine Pennant off Sky Sports News was the other it up day. To their standards, think wasn't they, it? they were, they were sure what they thought they were getting. They thought he was drunk. He, they said he was yeah. slurring his words. Yeah. And he oh. put a thing, he had to put a thing out like, look, I'm a, ch- I'm a changed man. I've been trying to change my ways. I didn't go out the night before this. The fact that you have to say I didn't go out the night before he was like, and I did, He was like, and I did a yeah. good feature on TalkSwap before coming on. So apologies that I didn't meet their standards. I think it might just be that they were looking for excuses to get him off because... Well, one, you should know what you're getting with Pennant, but I remember I saw two separate segments from him on TalkSport, just a clip that got put on my timeline, TalkSport and on Sky Sports, where he told a story that, as much as everyone likes an ex-player story, these are both to be like semi-sort of professional platforms here, and I was like, you're telling a story you probably shouldn't be telling him. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I went, think they might have been looking to pull him. He went mm. on Jeremy Kyle, and the audience was shocked there when he told that story for the 18th time. But yeah. We used to play Monopoly. We've heard this story before. You've told it now. Ha. I think one of the best things of all the outrageous things that have been said on Jeremy Kyle, he says that, and I was like, and Jeremy's <laughs> like looking like it's disgusting, isn't it? Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> 
It's even worse that um, he had a heroin addict on a minute ago, Jess. Yeah, (laughs) worse that his girlfriend's on there with him, like disgusting. It's like (laughs) you're putting up with this. Poor guy. He he's um, he was the first professional player to play in the Premier League on tag. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I was at the game. I'd have to look it up. It was around the time I had one of my first trips to Highbury. I do remember beginning of the season. He just come out of jail. We played Stoke in the FA Cup third round. And I went down there, Van Persie scored two, and my head, I had Perez, but that feels a bit late for then. But anyway. Panic got whipped off to make sure he could get home in time. Yeah. That. <laughs> that would be a nightmare when you're trying to get through London traffic and you're on tag. You're <laughs> thinking, sweating. Come on, if you're a pro footballer, there's ways around it. We, we, the, his way around it was being done for drink driving, what, like five times? <laughs> no, that's, I mean, as in your curfew, yeah. you know? Well, so we got here. It's the pretty po- good evidence when you're on Sky Sports for why you weren't at home. How are we supposed to believe you know, this, like, Jermaine? Yeah. You're a proven liar. Oh, you were, you <laughs> was playing football again, was you? Oh, that old okay. chestnut. Yeah, watch match of the day tonight, you'll see me. <laughs> the possible Saudi Arabia takeover of Newcastle United would see the new owners try to bring former Magpies manager Rafael Benitez, who is boss of Chinese club Dalian Yifang, back to the club. I'd like to see it dig take over. Newcastle's a little club that I kind of like. Like, I'll say little club, you'll be gunned down in the streets for yeah. saying I didn't, that. I didn't mean the term little as into, yeah, little. I just Subconsciously, mean, he definitely did, though. <laughs> if he didn't, I'd do. Yeah, well, they haven't ever I'll won a league, have they? I don't well, think. Well, then he like the 50s. Yeah, no, but I mean, I don't <laughs> think they've ever won a league. I think the last it's, time thing they won was the FA Cup it's in insanity. like the 60s or something. Yeah. you break it down, it's insanity. But yeah, it would be nice because they're just, they're a club that's got a lot of like, well, the North East in general, any club up there, they've got a lot of fire and heart. And you know, it it it's only good for uh, the Premier League if you have more clubs that are competing. In my opinion, I, I do, do think there is something great about Newcastle just perennially fucking up, though. I was about yeah. to say, a little bit like West Ham in a way. It's <laughs> like you're just waiting for it all to go crap. Yeah, down. there's a lot of fans that complain about how bad other fans are that would be arguably worse if their teams were at the same <laughs> level. <laughs> if you let them get there, they would be. Well, I guess they got a lot of paper. West Ham and Newcastle would definitely be two of those as well. Yeah, I've got no time for West Ham. They can do one. <laughs> Manchester United have increased their bid for the sporting Lisbon midfielder Bruno Fernandes to an initial £46.4 million, but the Portuguese club are expecting a better offer from another club. So the they should. International. Well, that's that's not good enough, If you, especially from United. They might accept 48 whatever million from... PSG or something well, well not PSG it, but someone else but not United when United is splashing money exactly that TK they had someone said to the Athletic that the reason United aren't just going in and paying what they want is because when it comes to the summer they don't want clubs to think that they're prepared to go in and just yeah. ask whatever it is it's like, yeah. you'd think you'd have some better sense than your chief executive to come out and say we can win a bidding war with anybody yes <laughs> this is what I mean I, and Bruno Fernandes is a quality player I don't think like, I don't think it's even well, they've silly seen, for them to ask for 50, 60 million. They've seen 60 million on Fred. This is the thing, because well, they've yeah. seen their, their history and their track record. So, yeah, it's the damage whole is done day, in terms of whole people, day. people know they can get money out of them. It's, no, this is how, it's no really good sort of like trying to correct your image now. Mm, in this day and age, this like, is how clubs like Sport in Lisbon and Porto and your Ajaxes and whatever, this is how they survive. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they have one player that is shit hearts come through their ranks or they may have signed somewhere in the early days. They get 60, 70 million for them and then that gives them another squad for another five years, you know? Yeah. So, 
tough United. I'd love us to get it. They also seem to be haggling over like not huge amounts either. It so just does fall into the category of getting the deal done. I think I understand mm. they're worried they've been done over before, but like I said, you've you've already spunk money. You may as well. You're in for a penny at this point. And he would make their midfield much, much better. Yeah. Pod legend here. Arsenal are set to battle with Everton to sign Real Madrid's Colombian midfielder, James Rodriguez. You love to see it. <laughs> as much as I would have loved to have seen Rodriguez in an Arsenal shirt, I think the time's passed for me to want to see him in I'd one. I'd be all for it, but if you're complaining that it's lazy, this is what he's I mean. maybe not your guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I think, you know, when he burst on the scene and was that guy, everyone was like... They'd want him, you know, because just the way Although, he seemed to play. We need goals from midfield, and yeah, he's got a franc on him. He does seem to fall into the category of better for his national team than club as well. When you look at him for playing for Columbia as well, he does put more of a shift in as well. Where is he now? Is he still in? Is he still in Germany? He's at he's at Madrid. He's still at Madrid, isn't he? Ah. No, yeah, because he was on loan, wasn't he? Yeah, at Munich. Then they he came back and said he was going to fight for his place. Ah. Um. Sheffield United have had a bid for Norway midfielder Sander Burge, rejected by Genk FM legend, with West Ham also interested in the 21-year-old. I'll rattle through a couple of these. Everton are close to signing into Milan's Uruguay midfielder Matthias Ficino for £17 million. Manchester United are refusing to drop their £25 million asking price for Chris Smalling, despite a plea from Roma where the 29-year-old English defender is on a season-long loan. He's in the form of his life, isn't he? Yeah. He should be getting 25 Manchester United may decide to sack Ole Gunnar Solskjaer if results do not improve this season, with England boss Gareth Southgate a leading contender to replace him. <laughs> Why? I did say this on like... I think, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Ages ago. That would be it. Another strange one from United. It would go horrendous. Oh, it would be so great, wouldn't it? It would be car crash stuff, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be great television to watch him get <laughs> destroyed in his little waistcoat. <laughs> He's got, I mean, maybe his bad as CV as Oli it's yeah. club football yeah <laughs> yeah Cavani rejected a contract proposal worth around 10 million a year plus a huge signing on bonus from Manchester United fuck me <laughs> he's going to Atletico instead he wants to spend his, his glory years in the sun you yeah. can blame him or Salford one of the two where no. Luke's going to be <laughs> if you thought the small evaluation was bad Tottenham and Aston Villa will not pursue bids for Serbia striker Alexander Mitrovic in the current window as neither is willing to meet Fulham's 40 million valuation. <laughs> the 25 rather than an option to leave in the summer if Fulham fails to score promotions in the Premier League. Jesus I bet the option is £40 million pound either. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This was a weird one. Newcastle hoped to beat Valencia to the signature of Borussia Dortmund and Spain striker Paco Alcacer who's available for a loan deal. I thought he was smashing it over there. Certainly doing better than a loan deal. I know he obviously just got uh, Harlan, but still. Maybe his wages seems to be the thing now. Um, Does the net. Former Blackburn and Stoke midfielder Stephen Nzonzi, the 31-year-old France midfielder on loan at Galatasaray from Roma, is considering a move to West Ham. I can see that one happening, you know. Or Villa. I can see him going to Villa. You see him in Claret, can't you, basically? Yeah. Van Persie's Riyadh company asked him to come out of retirement and join him at Anderlecht, to which he declined. Tottenham midfielder Christian Eriksen will travel to Milan and have a medical today before completing a move to Inter. Will he, though? It's yeah, he's, going he's on forever, been, yeah, He's been pictured there this morning. Thank God for that. The, Just the get Dem- it over with. Now, the Denmark international will sign a deal that could see him earn up to £320,000 per week. Jesus. So anyone asking why he's gone to Inter? Yeah, he's yeah. got his wages, isn't he? 
Arsenal are set to treble Gabriel Martinelli's wages to 30 grand a week to ward off Real Madrid's interest in the 18-year-old Brazilian forward. That'll do it. <laughs> See, um, Ronald this D- is a shame, isn't it? Because he will get poached eventually. Well, it's inevitable. He's not going to be like an Arsenal club legend. I just hate to say it. but he Ronaldinho ain't. gave him the seal of approval yesterday and also said um, he reminds him of uh, R9. I know. Just what a level of pressure to put on someone. Mm. I know, because... R9's legacy, I don't think, can live up to that. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something along those lines. Go to Nelly. It's that Ma- stupid one that was going around the doing going around the town the other day, which was um, like comparing his record to Messi and Ronaldo at the <laughs> yeah. same age. Yeah, I sent that to you, didn't I? Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> oh no. That's always the yeah. thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. Manchester United are interested in Shanghai Shen Hua's Odion Igalo or Leicester's Islam Slimani, who's on loan at Monaco as they seek striking cover for the injured Marcus Rashford. Oh, <laughs> bloody love that. Igalo <laughs> did have Islam that little foul right in the as well, didn't they? Jeez. Leicester City are close to a deal to sign Southampton centre-back Yannick Vestergaard, 27, after offering £15 million for the Denmark international. Shrewd, but I think he'd be a good sign yeah. in there, because yeah, yeah. Leicester, Shrewd. for as attacking as they are, they are one of those... It sounds quite bland, like organised defences where yeah, I think there's that's nothing why went, fancy I, there. Is a ball and they're gonna. Yeah, I think I think it was TK that brought it up months ago that that's why Maguire was sort of suited to that system because it worked. They laughed at Merson when he tore him apart, didn't he, on Sky Sports, mm. where he's like, "There's a reason they play him in the back three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got a fair point on that. One. Bayern Munich will not take up the option to turn 27-year-old Brazil playmaker Philip Coutinho's loan move from Barca into a permanent deal. Poor Coutinho. I mean, how do you feel on it, CK? Do you feel almost like, without saying cuntish, do you almost like rejoice at, at the, the, the destruction uh, of his career? You definitely feel smug, don't you? And look, like, you must, you have to, don't you, in these situations? Well, because like, when a player leaves of certain stature, we've got 145 just, million. Because I feel that about Sanchez, isn't it, Luke? Is that how much you went for? 145 million. Yeah, it was no kid, no joke, Jesus. was it? In my head, it was like 80 mil. No, no I was... yeah, I remember it being over 100. I didn't know it was that you much. Be, but you I remember it being 100. Luck for well, yeah, no, this is what I mean. I'm not. I, to be honest, I don't. I think he could have done quite well at Barcelona. I've been happy with it because ultimately it has. Yeah, you've been, got that big money. Do you spunk 75 million on Van Dyke if you don't have that money? Yeah. Potentially yeah. not. And we've kind of only gone up since he's mm-hmm. gone. So he yeah, he's not a lot. He's not missing. When I got him on my Barca shit. <laughs> the kiss of death yeah. this is why I saw people genuinely making the case that Spurs getting any sort of money for Ericsson is great business and classic Levy well, I said well a player that we got rid of in the same position we got £145 million for they reckon they're going to get £16 million for Christian Ericsson one of their best players it's like £20 million Euros, isn't they, it? I love how Spurs fans well, worship Levy like same, some sort of fuck the good business would wheeling dealing god good like. business would have been having him tied down to a deal Bearing in mind they had Kane and Ali on the new deal, yeah. they should have had him straight on it. With yeah, them. and therefore Instead, you get good money for them. If take... mind, last summer he was getting with like about eighty million pound worth of move. He's not stupid enough to take the cash they offer. Yeah, true. Steli Ali isn't even on a grand, isn't even on a hundred grand a week. Swear. Scraping by, isn't he? <laughs> Poor lad. Finally, Chelsea are considering selling Spain goalkeeper keeper Aretha Balaga, twenty-five, in the summer, and could move for Burnley's England international Nick Pope. What a move! Yeah, I think uh, Kepa's time's sort of ran out, and it? Did you see Lampard did the interview where he said, like, we we know he's not been good enough, he knows he's not been good enough, and it's down to him to work it out and start making the saves. Because <laughs> that's 75 million they're going to recoup on him, though? Well, the, yeah. the, the percent, they've conceded a higher percentage of the shots faced than any other club in the league. 
I well, I heard someone saying if all the like top seven leagues or something I can't remember what it was top however many leagues he came in the bottom six of all <laughs> goalkeepers or something in terms of like ratio get like you said shot to save insane Jack, Jack turned his nose up when I said you'd rather have Leno and then waited <laughs> waited for Leno to concede and wrote in the chat going and you said you'd rather have Leno. <laughs> Uh, Leno I've, is a I've great been, shot stopper I'll tell you that there's only one if, choice between those two at the minute isn't there he just can't say penalties that's, <laughs> that's Leno's problem but that's you know and then before we get on to the Super Bowl then so TK posed this question yesterday and said there's a bit more maybe debate than would first hit your head so who is the Premier League player of the year if it was awarded today and by mm. year we mean season mm. I think for me De Bruyne's been sort of even though he's not in the Liverpool I know Liverpool's top of the league but for me without De Bruyne City would be doing a lot worse than even are now and also Mares. Mares hasn't necessarily started a lot of games but I looked I just looked at what his goal stats and whatever were for the season he's seven and seven goals seven assists you know it's not not bad for not playing a hell of a lot he does does, yeah he comes on and he just does a job see that he said the deal was done for him to come to us the season before he went to oh, City and then, so good and then Leicester, Leicester pulled the plug on it. He, he's it? such an Arsenal player. Like, really, yeah, I think he would Although class. he's suited to that sort of team. Uh, either next week or the week after, we're going to do something on the players your club nearly got. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, that was gone forever. Yeah, so that'll come into there. Yeah. So I had three options, I thought, that I narrowed it down to. And I had it between Jamie Vardy, Top scorer in the league, 17 goals so far, and Leicester are performing above expectations, which always helps. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold, I thought if you break, he it would down, have been my other one that's in there yeah, as well. I thought between him and Mane were probably the two it would come down to, and I thought Trent's got 10 assists already, top of the league, and I, th- I think he might be the more fashionable pick if they are gonna yeah, award it. So yeah. he was one, and then finally I had um, Soyuncu at Leicester joint most clean sheets in the league, main man in their defence. So I think he could be in with an argument as well. I had, I did start thinking of him and then the last few games he has gone off the board a little bit. Has Ever since the Liverpool game, to be honest, he looked a bit shook in that game and, and I don't think he's quite looked as confident since, but he is. he has done incredibly well. They haven't looked like they missed Maguire at all, have they? He's one that we turned down signing him and Johnny Evans for the same price we paid for Socrates. That's fucking mental. So, who would be your pick then? I had a similar thought to you actually with, if Vardy was to sort of carry on with this trajectory, I think if Leicester get top four, they've smashed it and he's a big reason (laughs) behind that. Mm. I think there there would have been a spell at the start of the season where I would have put Madison in there. I I can't really quite have him in there now. Uh, but this whole thing came about because I saw someone say about Henderson getting it, and I thought, and instantly I was sort of thinking, "Don't be fucking stupid! That's outrageous!" And then the more you bring when would thought, almost like, be in for a shite. No, hey? like Wijnaldum, if you look yeah, at just work ethic and well, he said Ronaldo, oh, yeah, yeah, him <laughs> always. He's always in for a shite. You know what? As United fans, are still trying to vote for the Premier League Player of the Year now. <laughs> That's like the sort of thing, like when your auntie the tries to get involved in, in the chat, and it's just like <laughs> Ronaldo's a safe answer all the time. <laughs> Ronaldo. <laughs> Arsenal try and walk it in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cliches. There's, there's the. I was watching a Peep Show episode recently where they're doing the describe the name of the band without saying the band name. <laughs> oh yeah. And March keeps going. Is it Coldplay? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Coldplay? <laughs> I, I messaged you yesterday because 
I could go on for ages about this, but I won't. The little things you pick up and some things you hear like on Peep Show, but I won't laugh at it so much. And I was just cracking up yesterday at Jez saying that Superhands had made a, a riff that was so good he physically couldn't turn it off. When he breaks down, he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, he tried and he physically couldn't, <laughs> couldn't. do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. to, to answer your question if we were to carry on as we are I think Mane would get it um, I think De Bruyne probably arguably should but because City have been a bit disappointed probably won't get the attention he deserves I think in he's reality, probably the best in the league Oh, he's, he's player com- I think he's know? comfortably the best player in the league mm. I don't think he's particularly close who? De Bruyne oh, um, but in, in terms of often this thing it's the best team and the best player in that team I think Van Dijk probably It'd be a hard one to argue with, just because you take him out. He set himself such a high standard I as well that you see what happened. With, I don't think it's just because of Laporte's City, but I think if you'd mm. take Van Dijk out of Liverpool, I think they'd be in a worse way. So, by that measurement, it kind of has to be him for me. You are overlooking though that um, Pepe did dribble past him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, don't he overlook did. that. And he backed away from Messi that once. Don't you remember? <laughs> if we get on to the Super Bowl then to close this out so that is this weekend Troy Troy's going to be away he's going to have to put his foot down and make sure he can well, no, stay I'm up a, for the I'm Super away Bowl. on the Monday oh okay so basically if I was going to work then I wouldn't be able to really stay up and watch it I wouldn't be able to justify he's about be, to sleep in the car I'll be dying the next day but yeah because I'm I'm driving the next day not personally driving so I can sleep the whole way so yeah I'm all systems go for it do you book it off work TK I don't know if you oh, I'm just risking it I'll be honest, I actually get a little bit annoyed with the Super Bowl, though. Go on. Like, well, when I watch a lot of... Say, like, this season, I've watched a lot of it. So, I enjoy watching the games or whatever. But if I'm watching the Super Bowl, I just find it annoying because it's too long. It's so much stuff that just seems to be drawn out. And even though this sounds so bizarre, because everyone like loves the show of the Super Bowl, I'm not here for that. The, I, I really couldn't care about the anthem. You say that, but it is Jennifer Lopez and Shakira doing that. We've been treated. Couldn't give a shit. We haven't got fucking boss man from Maroon Five this year. But I don't We've want anyone. Treated. I just want. I want half time to be five minutes and then the they're stream, back on. But Jennifer Lopez and Shakira and Shakira. Yeah, but it means nothing to me. Really. I strangely, I don't know about you, Luke, but I actually find the Super Bowl seems to just go by quicker to me. I don't know yeah. what it is. When I watch a regular NFL game, I'm watching it a little bit like you said there, Troy. Not for a show, but just because no. they drag everything out. The... I'm thinking, get this fucking done. <laughs> yeah. Whereas on the Super Bowl, it does seem to go by a bit quicker. I don't know whether it's just because, I don't know, I'm amped up for it. What what what, what uh, channel are you guys going to watch it on? See, I prefer Sky, but then you do have the no breaks on BBC. So I'll probably put Sky on See, and click on the BBC when yeah. it's a break. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but then having said that, you're going to get the same commentary on both. I don't know if it is. Didn't B- don't BBC bring in their own commentators? Or have I no? They bring no. on Mark Lawrence to make sarcastic. <laughs> Can so you often. imagine? <laughs> no, no, it's, they definitely hook oh, into fuck. yeah. The I do call out the studio on the main Sky, feed. Though. Even if they annoy me, I kind of like if they annoy me. Agreed. I want coach there. Yeah, coach because the BBC they don't really pull in. They pull in that. There's they that one in, guy that's always Kay done it every year. I don't know why they get Vernon K because he, he played in, for an English team, didn't he? That's why they always get him. Oh, a he, What's Chapman? He doing? used he to play it. American football in England, basically. He's, for, he's a big player. And Chappers likes on. it as well, doesn't he? <laughs> Chappers just likes every sport, though. So I said, David, I want. I wish Chappers was my mate. He's a great bloke. In that, great that bloke. NFL show, he actually has some good sort of like rapport with the two American guys. He has yeah, yeah. I, I often find with this, it's all a bit. 
falls in it. You got yeah. two Americans that couldn't get on American TV, so got on the mm. British TV, and the British guy. Oh no! Probably knows a bit about NFL. Trying to banter him. There's, the, there's that sort of jokes. <laughs> there's that sort of middle-aged white American guy, yeah, that works on there. Um, Coach. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think. I Looks think a bit like TK. <laughs> no, he he's got dark like hair. <laughs> he's got dark hair. But I, this, say, I think you're being kind of being middle-aged <laughs> to coach as well. But this guy, I, I, I don't know if he's just some sort of like failed coach from America or failed like scout or something, but he has worked over here since I've ever watched NFL in in England. So he used to be on Channel 5, then he was on Channel 4. Now the BBC have got it, he's on that. So this guy just seems to be just like, I'm just sticking around, I'm American, <laughs> give me a job. If if we get into the game itself then, so to give you the, the preview, so 49ers and the Chiefs have objectively probably been two of the best teams I in do think league. this is probably yeah. this is the best Super Bowl we could have got yes, in it. all honesty on Sunday they'll go head to head for the Lombardi Trophy at the Miami's Hard Rock Stadium so both teams finished in the top 5 in the NFL in scoring offence and the top 10 in scoring defence so it makes sense that the 2020 Super Bowl is tied for the tightest handicap spread in NFL history oh is it yeah bloody hell that's good it's what, it was one point uh, this morning was the spread. Jeez. Expect the scores to be about 12 12 then, yeah. like, you know? They're saying, essentially, it's Patrick Mahomes and his passing attack against uh, the Niners, kind of tempo controlling, strong defence in Bosa, Sherman. The run yeah. as well. As I didn't realise how long it had been as well since the 49ers won a Super yeah, I've Bowl. I've got that down here. So, well, either of them. Well, yeah. yeah. It's just the second Super Bowl ever between a team that led its conference in rushing yards and one that led in passing yards. So it literally is pass the run. Rush, yeah. the pass. The 49ers rushed for 2,305 yards and the Chiefs gained 4,498 through the air. So you're That's looking at two crazy. very good teams. Andy Reid has the seventh most regular season wins by a coach in NFL history with 207, but is still trying to get his first Super Bowl. The last time he was there was in, 20, in sorry 2004 with the Eagles where they lost to the Pats, so the, nothing uh, too shameful there. The Chiefs quarterback as well, he, he just see, yeah, he just seems to be able to hit three fifty every game. He's a freak. Like he just he's just it doesn't matter if he gets you know, if they lose, he's still hitting three fifty per game pretty much. You don't get that you don't hit that five thousand a season mark no. without being a formidable quarterback. So the, the the beauty really with the 49ers and their preparation is they've been in just about every type of game imaginable this season. They've won the blowouts. They've had some nail biters. And the only thing they haven't been on the end of is they haven't been blown out by spanked. anyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look at, they've got Sherman who's able to attack the side of the field. They've got a mobile quarterback so he can do both there. And the defence obviously on top of that makes mm. everything smoothly. So ESPN say the 49ers win if they continue to do what they've done most of the year, which is control the line of scrimmage on both sides to allow the pass rush to create havoc for Mahomes and then allow their run to do the rest. When it comes to the Chiefs, Mahomes' all-time career record now is 27-8, and eight, so that's not bad for that's a not, young quarterback. No. Hmm. Their eight losses are by a total of 36 points and Mahomes has never lost a game by more than seven points. So what's this, his second season now then? Yeah, he's one of them where he came in the league and they they sit him on the bench for a year and then the second season they're like, right, time for you to get in there. And then he just went, exploded. Yeah, I like it when it works that way. That was uh, what was meant to happen. Like Jimmy G was meant to take over from Brady and then 
he started the one game. They asked a question after saying, like, so as if you had a, as you had any, uh, do you have now have a quarterback problem to better check? Oh, he yeah, laughed. He and they were like, oh, I guess they're probably not going to last here. Because Aaron Rodgers was the same, wasn't he? He sat under Brett Favre for yeah, a long yeah, yeah. time. You know, wow, two, three years maybe. So for a team that is as great offensively as the Chiefs, they say they struggle in the red zone. They scored a touchdown on just yeah, 54% of their red zone trips. So they're going to have to be more efficient, especially with that defence, because they haven't been playing that. Yeah, week. yeah, yeah. So they say the Chiefs win if they're allowing Mahomes to carry them. He's not letting them down yet. And so if they're going to win, they're going to rely on him to have a big game. Yep, they really are. So Even go, quarterback was in the Pro Bowl last night, were they? I didn't even didn't bother, bother watching it, it no. Mm. Only, I sort of watched bits of it as it was on. I when people in the NFL hate the Pro Bowl, it's not much of an advert for it. No. I, I didn't know if it was me being like cynical looking at it. I saw a headline pop up from The Athletic and it was like, uh, Kobe's death casts a dark loom over the Pro Bowl. And it's like, I'm sure that's the least of well, the during the game, at the moment. During the game, they did a couple, yeah. like, there was a few tributes. So, like, the defence made a big play on third down and they all did a, uh, a Kobe celebration. Well, like, four of them. And, you know, so there was a lot of that going on throughout the evening. I saw one that evening. was about as, like, this day and age of a tribute as you're going to get. So, I don't know if any of you have played NBA 2K online before. So, what happens is, um, when you do kind of the singular career mode, you control a player. And you do yeah. your own career bit. But outside of that, it's essentially like a massive little, like, village where there's, like, a court, there's shops, there's all this. Okay. And someone logged on last night. And there was thousands of people that addressed their guy in Kobe gear, which you wouldn't just unlock. You'd have to probably pay for to get it. Yeah. And they were doing a parade around the like little city thing, all in like that is so twenty twenty, walking that around is... with their guys doing yeah. like Kobe celebrations. It's the weirdest Jeez, thing. Fuck me. It's like an old like zombie film when you see it, because obviously the characters are pretty lifeless. They're just yeah. walking. But if people said like in the early hours, people were still doing it. That's odd. Do you think it's weird, should, isn't it? Do you think they should have cancelled the games yesterday? I think they probably should have, yeah. Because the players cried. Did so it happen before? You see, when you see before, yeah. When you see yeah, players crying and stuff, it's a bit like, so, I don't yeah. know if we should really so be So I was doing speaking that. to... Because Americans are emotional. If that happened in England, it probably wouldn't be the same. Like, no, you know, if say, say if it came out, uh, like, just before the, all the three o'clock kickoffs that Beckham had just died, they'd play that without question. It's not quite as chummy over there, America's different. It's not like, you don't have Beckham sat on the touchline of a game dapping players no, up. No, you're like right. Kobe's and, been... and yeah, and mentoring people and stuff. And so yeah, I, I was speaking right. with Brad Dobbin yesterday and he said they should cancel the games. And I yeah. said, I agree, but on their side, it's probably hard enough to cancel one, let alone a whole schedule of games. And he messaged me back Especially saying, when you've got like 82 of them a so year. He messaged me saying, who gives a fuck? They should cancel it all. It's not me saying ah, they should keep the going. Yeah, yeah. yeah, suddenly you're on the commission yeah. now. He, like, he, he was like, I oh, know, mate, I'm just kind of just speaking out loud. And I was like, okay. I'm just emotional right now. <laughs> a lot of people are. Yeah, there was that was the thing that kind of got me in his article, and we'll wrap this up any second, where he said, whenever you see someone saying about how they've been like affected by like a sports player or someone dying, that it's always said almost like apologetically, and I'd never thought of it like that until I saw it and people are saying like, can't believe I'm getting this like, also, emotion. I didn't know I know how many basketball fans I knew. Yeah. I saw some people saying it. I was like, well, he's up. It's we not necessarily about, like, about like, the sport. Yeah. Like LeBron and died. With like f- football players, so 
probably the one that we would say is me and Troy have grown up literally like idolising Thierry Henry. If mm. we were to be about to tune in for an Arsenal game tomorrow and they say, look, Henry's Thierry died. Henry's died, yeah. you would get emotional. I'd get yeah. the same about Wenger if yeah. that was to happen to him. So you get it with like yeah, yeah. Gerard. So I think there's there was the whole, the whole like uh, court case you had before, but the people bringing that up immediately after he's died, it's like... You obviously weren't caring about this the day before. No, that's it, isn't it? No, that's that's exactly it. So anyway, if I just get a prediction for everyone, because I uh, realised we haven't done that. So, TK, if we start with you, what's your prediction? I actually... My head is telling me I actually think the Niners actually have got a little bit more all-round to them. I think the Chiefs will struggle to stop the run. Not as bad as the Packers did, but they will struggle. (laughs) I don't think anyone can. Um, And then... As much as he doesn't have to throw it a lot, Garoppolo is a decent quarterback when he does have to, most of the time. He did one throw after half time against a Packers. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you have thinking he only made six in total. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, so, my head is telling me Niners, but my heart is telling me that Mahomes does just have that X factor where a little bit like, I was about to say with Rodgers, maybe when you did have with Rodgers, where you thought as long as you've got him on the pitch, you've got a chance. Yeah. I'm going to say that he can drag them through just in a very narrow win. I'm going to go for, I think the 49 As I said, I do think it's the best we could have got. It should touch wood. It shouldn't be able to shit out. I think we'll enjoy it more than if it was the Packers in there as well. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Cause we'd have got fucking railroaded anyways. Yeah. I'm going to pick the four. I'm going to pick the 49ers to win. I think they're going to, it's going to be a low scoring game. I think you'll have under 40 points and I'm going to go for the 49ers to win it by a touchdown. I'm going with the Chiefs, but only simply because that's just who I want to win. Really. I think it's going to be... I want the Chiefs. Let's not get that twisted. I <laughs> I think it's going to be the 49ers clinging on at the end rather than a late drive from them to win it. Yeah. I don't... I'm not they too They do a Malcolm away. Butler, I think. Yeah, as long as it's close, I'm happy. I... I do. They yeah, I don't I'm the same. Can blow Whenever I'm out, neutral with NFL, it's always, I just want a real tight game and I want it to go to overtime. It's usually how I, I like put too much game. pressure on it usually to be a good game as yeah. well. That thing with, who was it they played where they went behind the Chiefs? Like three scores behind. Was it Titans or Texans? Uh, Texans. See, like that, I don't know whether that concerns me or whether that reaffirms that, look, they can still come back and blitz someone out of nowhere. But I feel like if you end up falling behind like that to Niners, then it's good night. They're not, you're not going to come back against them. No, Packers tried to tease us with the one touchdown back. <laughs> and then... Well, we were quite quickly put back in our place, yeah. so there we go. It didn't let you get hope too long. Yeah. It's going to struggle to top the 28-3 comeback that even had us rooting for the Pats. <laughs> so That was some power when it yeah. could do that. So anyway, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Spitballing Pod. I'll be shameless here. If you do like UFC, if you like MMA... Got an interview that dropped on Saturday night, so that's the last episode on the feed with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Check that out. If not, we'll be back next Monday, hopefully with a full house, but remains to be seen. And we'll see you then. Thank you.